going on everybody? This is Mario here, Champagne Sharks. You guys know what the deal is. Hit that subscribe on that Patreon. It's $5 a month. Uh, you get exclusive content. We send you out the newsletter and a bunch of goodies. And let's just get right into it, man. With me today, I have a returning, a returning guest, someone that a lot of you uh, found very interesting and, and, and really enjoyed the content that he shared, the, the, the knowledge and the content that he shared with us. So welcome back to the Champagne Sharks, uh, Mr. Dexter Peggins, also known as Doc. How you doing, man? I'm well, I'm well, brother. Appreciate it. And, uh, and uh, definitely glad to be back. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, the episode that you did, man, it, uh, it caused quite a stir in a good way. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a good way, man. Uh, a lot of people were uh, just talking about preparedness and, and, you know, some of the people were even looking into what their local and state laws were as far as them being able to prepare themselves and arm themselves and things like that. And so, you know... Um, Anytime you you have a subject matter that can that can generate that kind of conversation, it's always a great thing, man. So I told T, I said, you know what, I got to get Doc back on here because it's been a whole lot that didn't happen since uh, since we had that conversation a couple months ago. Yeah, you you yeah, that's the most definitely definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So let me see where we're gonna start. One of the things that um, I was a couple nights ago. I had just been kind of like surfing through my YouTube channels. You know, I got a lot of stuff I subscribe to on YouTube and and I was looking at some stuff. And this was about, I would say, about a week or so after the black militia known as the NFAC, which stands for Not Giving a Unk. Crew <laughs> or not effing around, crew. I think right. that is that what it is. I, I, I'm uh, sorry if I'm butchering. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You hear it? Not effing yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. not effing around. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's a militia that was formed. Uh, primary goal, see me. And I don't want to speak for them, but the primary goal, as I understand it, was the uh, to come to the aid and the defense of the black community at large in America. And they did a march. They went down to Stone Mountain said some things that caused quite a bit of a stir. And so one of the things I was interested in is I wanted to see what the what the reverberations of that were and how, you know, some of the more well-known Second Amendment advocates and, and some of the guys that teach self-defense with firearms and things like that, some of the some of the white counterparts, I wanted to see what their reaction to it would be. And, you know, not surprisingly, uh, there was some some derision. You know, uh, they kind of combed through their, their the march with a fine tooth comb and stuff like that. And that was kind of to be expected. You know, they always going to try to downplay something mm-hmm. that we do to organize ourselves. But I also saw a couple that that took it very seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and and um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, it remains to be seen, but they took it seriously nonetheless. They didn't take it necessarily as a threat, I wouldn't say, but they definitely said that it was something to to keep on the radar. So as I'm combing through, yeah, man. And so as I'm combing through some of this stuff, uh, I came across um, this video from a fairly well-known uh, how would you what would you describe him as, Doc? Definitely, I, you know, I won't call out anybody by name or or their organization because mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to get hit up with no libel, land slander, you know, different stuff, right? You know right, I mean? right. Craziness mm-hmm. that might come behind it. But anyway, you know, yeah. But so anyway, what I would say is, uh, you know, as a result of uh, 
the formation um, that took place at Stone Mountain on the 4th of July weekend, in which you had a, a large group of brothers and sisters out there uh, exercising their Second Amendment rights uh, in an orderly manner. You know, it wasn't a protest. Uh, it wasn't any craziness. It wasn't any violence. It's very organized formation. And I think uh, by seeing such a large number of of people in that manner, it, it caught a lot of folks off guard, uh, uh, individuals who, who may not necessarily agree with uh, what they saw out there and uh, a lot of folks who don't look like us. And that is, you know, uh, you know, in the past, you know, you've always heard about different militia groups or organizations uh, that might show up on the scene uh, armed. And, and they, of course, they, you know, always going to say, well, we're exercising our Second Amendment rights. But I guess when you see a large group of black folks, you know, men and women uh, basically doing the same thing, it caused quite a bit of stir. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so you have a lot of groups out there and organizations uh, making and, indi- and also individuals that have, uh, you know, making a whole lot of videos, talking a whole lot of stuff. That armchair quarterback. Yeah, exactly. In response <laughs> to that, you know, right. uh, you know, uh, and, 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 and unfortunately, I would say and I say unfortunate because it's a negative connotation. And that is uh, a lot of the topic of their discussion centers around a uh, race war. Like, OK, yes. this is a show of force. You know, we got all these black folks out here armed uh, out here doing whatever they doing. You know, uh, maybe this is the beginning of what's to come. You know, so it's time for us to get ready. So that's what I, I've been hearing a lot of, you know, a lot of those types of videos uh, on especially on the YouTube from different individuals and different organizations. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do this. Um, let's start at at, at the the NFAC. Mm-hmm. Why they decided to do that formation, and then um, let's talk about that first. It's funny, man, because um, that was I, and, and this may be you know my fault. But that actually kind of flew below beneath the radar for me a little bit. Uh, I hadn't even heard of of uh, Grandmaster uh, Jay and that organization. I actually saw clips of of him and the organization, and I just kind of looked at him, and he, you know, they kind of looked a little little um, over the top a little bit with some of the dress and stuff like that. But at, at first impression, mm-hmm. and so I didn't really take it like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on with that. And I would always skip past those videos on my YouTube feed, but it kept recommending it to me. And so I said, well, let me see what, what's really going on here, man. So one day I decided to, to click on the link and listen to him talk about some stuff. And he was making a lot of sense. He, he carried himself with a lot of poise. And uh, he, he carried himself with a lot of uh, authority in how he spoke about what he was speaking about. So I said, OK, well, I guess, you know, I, I, I must have just uh, tried to skip that book just looking at the cover. But inside, it's a real good story, man. So I went on ahead and I listened to a couple more of his videos and things like that. And I kind of liked a little bit of what I heard. I heard some stuff I kind of disagreed with, but that's life. You know, you're not going right. to agree with 100 percent of what everything everyone says. Exactly. And so what was the what was the um, the origin of that particular formation and, and why they decided to do it on the, the 4th of July? 
Well, you know, uh, you know, by no means can I am I going to try to speak on his behalf. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, whatever I say is pre is pretty much my perception of what I was seeing and hearing. But anyway, uh, you know, like like kind of like what you just said uh, a few minutes ago. You know, um, even though I'm kind of involved in uh, you know the community when it comes to certain things, but uh, you know, Jay kind of like he was like popped up. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, re I really hadn't heard too much about him until he actually popped up. And uh, and and actually, uh, when he came on the scene after they did, uh, after they uh, went down to Brunswick, after the brother got killed down there in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, That's right. You know, his organization and some of the brothers yeah. went down there to show support for uh, Aubrey's family and what was going on down there. So really, they, they, they marched in uh, by the McMichael's house or something like that, if uh, I remember correctly. Yeah, based on what the videos were saying, uh, the uh -huh. things that were being posted out there, the videos that were being posted, they were saying, you know, they did go by the, uh, some of the McMichael's houses and some of the different individuals' homes. But okay. uh, prior to that point, you know, to be honest, I had never, I had never heard of them. You know, had never yeah. heard anything in, in regards to them. And mm. so, uh, and ever since then, I've been following Jay. And in fact, you know, and just kind of, you know, I guess from a distance kind of peeping, you know, you know, you know, organization, some of the things that, you know, what they do as far as what he posts, because he he's uh, he's uh, he posts a lot of videos. So I'm looking, I look at a lot of stuff, you know, so, yeah, uh, yeah. so but anyway, prior to that. You know, prior to that, yes, just to be totally honest, me personally, I had never heard of the organization at all. So, yeah, yeah. same here. Mm -hmm. Same here. Yeah. So I, I think that um, they organized it for the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. And and um, for now, the, the the reasoning behind it is, is kind of now there are a lot of, of, of rumors going around that there were going to be attacks on black people all across the country mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at that particular point in time, mm -hmm. leading up to the 4th of July weekend. Uh, rather or not, you know, those rumors were substantiated. I personally saw people saying stuff like that. I, oh. I saw that in some of the uh, some of the online circles that I that I surf in and things like that. I've been I kept seeing this talk pop up saying, yeah, you know, just wait until the fourth pops up, man. There's going to be bodies all over the place. Just little weird comments like that. And I would put it in the back of my mind because I, I said, why are they saying that? What, is, what the hell's going on? You know what I mean? Right. I oh, had, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. And exactly. then I just remember I kept seeing that. And so I think it, was, I think it might have been you that, that hit me up on the mm -hmm. side and was like, hey, man, it's, you've been hearing about this stuff talking about on the fourth and all this, that, and the other. I said, yeah, man, you know, I have been been hearing some stuff and uh you know i don't know you know what the veracity of it is but i'm certainly take it seriously and um and and so that was kind of like how I, how that came on my radar and um that's when i heard about you know the the nfac was supposed to be doing this uh this formation and uh i heard a couple different things i heard that it was going to be in nevada then i heard maybe it was in arizona mm -hmm. but i guess they eventually they settled on Stone Mountain, and I guess that there's some some uh, some uh, historical significance right, to that right. particular location being uh, right. So uh, you know, um, based on the information that I was you know had heard, had heard in regards as well, 
you know, there was rumors. Uh, I don't know how, you know, valid it, if they've been validated or whatever. But, you know, there was there was talk and there was a lot of rumors out there that uh, leading up to and also on the 4th of July weekend, you know, there was supposed to be like uh, supposed to like random shootings uh, by different individuals uh, directed towards, uh, you know, black folks, people of color. And, uh, of course, you know, we know a lot of times it's easy to disguise them gunshots mixed right. in with them fireworks, you know. Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I mean, that's like, you know, uh, what, what we call, it's called military um, uh, target-rich environment. When you got there a large go. gathering yeah. of individuals, a large gathering of people, you know, a lot of times, you know, you got the 4th of July celebrations, people together cooking out, celebrating this and that. But just like a lot of folks, you know, a lot of us know, you know, 4th of July, but during that time, black folks were still enslaved. So, you know, mm-hmm. we really don't celebrate the 4th of July in that manner. You know, we just look at it as another day of getting together and eating some ribs and just having a good time or what have you. But, you uh, but, but as far as the true meaning behind it, you know, you could almost say, you know, that's something we probably, we look at the history of our people in this country, that's probably uh, another one of those holidays we probably would not celebrate. Right. So anyway, the rumor was that, you know, that time frame would be used for, you know, torpedo runs, drive-by, mm-hmm. random shootings, all kind of stuff all across the country, you know, uh, right. would be an opportunity to, you know, basically set it off in response to a lot of the protesting and some of the, I guess you could say some of the rioting and some of the different things that were happening uh, as part of the, uh, the, the pro, but a lot of the stuff that was happening as part of the protesting and the folks out in the street, you know, leading right. up to that time, you know, uh, you know, it was just a lot of, I guess, tension in the air and fear and everything else. So, uh, a lot of those guys were brooding and in, in, in from behind their computer oh, keyboards. Oh, hey, yeah, you know, it's like, hey, you know, yeah. we need to shut it down. You know, we, you right. know, we let folks run run amok out there in the streets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I guess this is gonna be payback time. You know, they running amok. We yeah, gotta right get there. them under control. We gotta, yeah. get them, gotta put them in check. You know, send some land that way. You know, in their direction. Right, right. Get right. somebody's attention yeah. or something. You know, so. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's I guess that's basically you know fear you know it's still fear. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, well, you know absolutely. we but we are people we don't we don't come from we don't have a, a spirit of fear you know so right. that's right. So as that's far right. as we're concerned, that you know that's I mean it was just talk you know chatter. Yeah. But uh, but you know so Jay and the group the guys out there you know of course okay yeah okay this is what's going on this is what y'all saying going to happen. So I guess, you know, and like I said, I, I'm not speaking for him. I'm just my my right. my my take on what what Yeah, what, we uh, just observers. We just, yeah, you know, just that's interested all. observers. Exactly. So hey, we're gonna take it to the heart, you know, uh Stone Mountain, Georgia. If you ever been down there in Georgia, Stone Mountain, uh they have the Confederate generals engraved into the uh into the hillside. Some of the uh main uh generals that were over the Confederate Army. Uh, during the Civil War, and then also Stone Mountain itself was uh, a birthplace or the rebirth of the Ku Klux Klan back in the days. Mm. So it's mm. symbolic in that nature, you know, birthplace right. or rebirth of the Klan in Georgia, or and also you got the Confederate generals that are in, uh, you know, 
uh, carved into the uh, mountainside. So it says, uh, hey, this is where we headed. This is where we're going. Uh, not only did they have a formation in Georgia, but they also had another formation on on the West Coast. And I think it was in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, okay, so yeah, that's the one on, that yeah. was. Initially, I think it was supposed to be in Las Vegas or uh, somewhere in Nevada. But then they changed the location, I believe, to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So there was two formations going on simultaneously on the West Coast and the East Coast. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice. Now, um, what was I going to? Oh, so now the thing about the formation, you had a lot of people that reacted to it in a very positive. I'm talking about in the black community. A lot of people right. reacted to it in a positive manner. Um, but I did also hear some people say some things like, you know, they showing all their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Why are they out there um, being that demonstrative and, and, and showing the force that they could bring to bear. You know what I'm saying? They kind of giving away the, the, the play there by doing that. You know what I'm saying? And, and so I thought to myself, I said, you know what? I, I could see some, some validity to that, to that concern a little bit, but I think that there's a time and a place for everything. Right. And I think there, oh, yeah. sometimes it's a time to, to show, you know, that it, what you can bring to bear if you have to, I remember reading a story or, or learning in history, when I was a kid, they were talking about uh, President uh, Teddy Roosevelt. And one of the things that he did was uh, they had built this brand new fleet of ship battleships in the Navy at the time. And what he did was he sent them out on a on a formation cruise, you know, through various ports all around the world or what have you, just to show everybody what, what the U.S. military was capable of now. You know exactly, what I mean? Like exactly. just as a show of force. Yeah. And exactly. I remember reading about that, his his whole thing about speaking softly but carrying a big stick. Exactly. And so um, you know, I think I guess that lends some validity to that to that argument. Like, but do you see any concern with them uh uh going out there that large of a group showing that they can assemble like that? Or you think you know, that's uh, uh, I don't know, no, heck no. I mean, because you know, at the end of the day. You're going to do what you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, some people can look at it like you just said a few minutes ago as in a negative, like, hey, you know, you don't want to show your hand. You know, I'm a gambler. I'm, I'm out. Well, I'm playing cards. I'm not going to show you my hand. I'm waiting yeah. to save that to hit you, you know, right here at the, when I need to, to play it. Or, you know, you can look at it in another manner. And that is sometimes when you demonstrate that you, too, have a capability or some type of capability, it makes people back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before yeah. They, They're not going to be so quick to act. In other words, we're going to think about this a little bit because, okay, well, maybe uh, this is something we need to think about before we continue to do these random acts of violence on these folks and think they, ain't gonna, they don't have the ability or the desire or the willpower to, uh, you know, to defend themselves or, or maybe in some cases to, to strike back. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't, th- you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, if if whoever per se is your threat, you know, uh, if they could they could perceive that show of force in a, a negative or in, in a positive. Okay, positive is that you you showed me what you what you working with. Okay, negative is okay. Well, hell, I might not need to mess with them quite yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't so, think twice. Yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. think twice before we jump on that stick. You know, but, uh, <laughs> and, so. and that's the trip about mm-hmm. it, about it, Doc, is because when I was watching some of the response videos to the formation, I said to myself, in observing it, I said, okay, the, the loudmouth dudes who were kind of poo-pooing it and making fun, and you know, they 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 were clowning uh, 
certain people, you know, I guess there were certain things going on with people having double feeds in their gun. Right. It's all uh-huh. kind of little silly right. stuff they were, right. they were pointing out. And I, I was laughing to myself because I've seen B-roll footage of, of, of military training formations and mili- mm-hmm. of military personnel doing things and, and having, making silly mistakes and stuff like that. And these are seasoned soldiers that it, it oh, happens, yeah. you know, the, yeah, those types right. of things exactly. happen. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, as a matter of fact, I remember watching a video. Uh, it was some B-roll footage. They were doing some training on how to breach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the guy couldn't could barely get the, the shell. They were practicing with shotguns, okay. different shotgun systems. And, you know, some of the guys were struggling, fumbling around, getting the shells in and racking this, you know, just all kind of little little things that, that just happen in the course of a stressful situation mm-hmm. or, or any kind of a situation, man. It's just you catch somebody doing something awkward at any given time. But, yeah, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I see a lot of comments as well. They was, you know, people saying, OK, well, man, you know, these guys out here with uh uh, 22 caliber rifles and long I saw that too, granddaddy yeah. shotguns and uh, play carriers with no plates or no extra magazines and stuff like that. But that's that's little stuff because all whatever those kind of issues, if that's an issue, uh, those things can be overcome. You know what I'm saying? OK, I mean, that's training. That's equipment. I mean, uh, you know, that wasn't an army out there. You know, they wasn't representing themselves as a as an army, you know, they were just military, professional military. So, uh, you know, you're going to have stuff like that, but that's not something that, uh, that's going to, take away from, uh, the message, uh, as far as, you know, why they were out there in the first place. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. As a matter of fact, now some of the videos that I've watched where they were commenting on it, you know, and, and looking at it objectively, which you said is actually what, what some of the guys are saying. They said, okay, it's like that now. Two or three formations from now, it'll be much better. Like, oh, yeah, it doesn't mostly. take long mm-hmm. for people to improve and 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 get better. And then the next time you see them, you know, it's going to be like this. And then the next time you see they taking it. Those are the ones that are taking it very seriously because everybody started somewhere one day, man. You right. know what I mean? Um, and that was one of the comments that I had made a couple months back when this whole pandemic had happened and you had this rush to the gun stores to start everybody stockading on ammo and first time buyers for guns and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, a lot of people in the two way community, especially in the black two way community. I remember hearing a lot of people say this thing where like, you know what, man, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Oh, yeah. And, and, saying. And, that's that's true, but everybody got their first day. Right. You, right. Know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I had my first day, my day one for, for training and taking stuff seriously. You had your first day. Mm-hmm. The people who train and teach people, they had their first day. So, you know, I, I think that's that's kind of a a, a poor way to to look at it. Um, you know, the bottom line is hey, the day is here and 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 we gotta do our best to to help get people prepared, man. That's just kind of like how I looked at it, but you know, to each his own. Right. Um so you you brought up the distinction between saying that they're not a professional military, they're they're not an army. Right. They're uh a militia, so to speak. So let's talk about some of the differences between that because that I'm still kind of not really getting what the what what the distinction of a militia is so can we just kind of break that down a little bit yeah so uh you know and i only use the term militia only because that's what grandmaster jay that's what they refer to yeah that's how he references 
the in in fact. So, uh, but you know, I uh, you know I, I I knew some of the folks that was out there, uh, uh, and actually uh, some of the uh, some of the people out there, you know, different. You know, it was a makeup of some some different organizations out there. And but at, at the end of the day, it was a a formation of like minded individuals. Because the bottom line is, you know, we re- we uh, recognize that the fact that the direction the way uh, the country is headed now. You know, we need to be able to uh, be our own first line of defense because uh, we may not get that help we may need when we need it. You know, especially once again with, you know, the direction that we're moving. So, you know, part of that being the first line of defense is uh, making sure that you're equipped, that you're trained and you're and that you are ready to basically uh, put your life on the line in defense of yourself and the people that you care and that you love, because at the bottom end, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. So, you know, militia, you know, the U.S. is made up, you know, the history of militias in the United States. I mean, you probably can that can probably go way back to uh, yeah, the time of the Constitution. You know, I mean, matter of fact, that's why it's one of the Second Amendments in our in the, in the Constitution of the United States. You know, that uh, a well-armed militia that would militia. be ready to take up arms in defense of this nation and also during times of tyranny. So if you look at how things are going in our country right now, with uh, I call it like the perfect storm. You got this COVID pandemic, you got a lot of folks unemployed, been unemployed, ain't got no money, broke, restless. time on their hands. Uh, yeah, nothing but time and energy. You got social unrest. Uh, you got uh, increased racial tension. And you got the major powder keg, which is, this two November, I guess, presidential election. Mm-hmm. And and the reality, brother, is no matter who wins, you know, <laughs> be it Biden or Biden or President Trump, or whoever wins, somebody going to be pissed, you know, oh, yeah. and there's going to be a response to that. I mean, there right. somebody going to be unhappy and oh, that yeah. and that's going to increase what you see right now. This is just this is that slow march to that point. You know, we headed to that point right now. And uh so, but I think that's what we call D-Day. That's set it off day. That, right. Uh, and, and that's when a lot of these white militias, uh, I guess uh, the, the brothers who call themselves black militias, a lot of organizations be on the left side, on the right side. Uh, that's, that's, when, that's when it's going to hit the fan. If it don't hit the fan before that. They because call it that's, the- Yeah, that's where we headed. Shit so, hit uh, the fan, shit, right? Shit, that's, oh, uh, yeah. That's what they call shit hit the fan. S-H-T-F. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> shit hit yeah. the fan. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, I mean, we live in a, you know, we live in a fan of fairy tale world because we haven't, we in our lifetime, we haven't seen that in our lifetime. I mean, you know, I mean, it happened in the 60s, you know, during, the, uh, you know, we'll say during the Black Power Movement. You know, with all the civil rights uh, movement, you know, the birth of the civil, the real, I say the major events that was taking place during the civil rights movement, you know, with uh, a lot of the, the things that were happening all across the country uh, at that time. So a lot of us, you know, we were little kids and stuff when the fighting, the looting, the shooting, the burning, the, all that stuff that was going on all over. Uh, and so but now we're getting ready to see it firsthand because th- that's where we're headed right now. Uh, you know, we we just uh, it's just too many different too many different things are happening all at the same time. Got a lot of people shook and, sure. uh, and and the country sure. is divided. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, and, and, and going back to that whole thing real quick about uh, 
the threats of random violence on on the Fourth of July. Though mm-hmm. though the reason why you know people like myself and, and yourself took it took it seriously is because to that point there had been some some random shootings and some reports of of white nationalists doing during the time of the civil unrest, uh, especially in some of these towns where the police had kind of retreated and and they weren't uh, out patrolling and doing things like that. And so you would hear stories of of uh, people saying that you know these white guys were coming through, doing torpedo runs, sniping, mm-hmm. doing various runs, and then you know disappearing off into the night. And so it wasn't without without some type of validity that those rumors were 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 out there, or at least not without you know we had a reason to take it very seriously. Right. So I just wanted to point that out as well. So I know a lot of people try to say you know black people out here being paranoid, you let them oh, no. gas you up and all this no, kind of stuff. No, 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 there was a legit oh, that was legit. To, to take it seriously. And, and see, and see, and see. You know, a lot of what people are overlooking is like, you know, yeah, you know, everything is like to me, Black Lives Matter is a code uh, is code word for black folks. You know what I'm saying? By some of these organizations. I mean, uh, so you got what's going on with the BLM movement. Uh, you know, like I said, for some of these guys out there, hell, everybody part of Black Lives Matter. <laughs> right. You know what I'm shit. right. I mean, the shit is ridiculous to me, but right. Uh, and they use course, black. They use BLM as a as a noun. It could be yeah, a person, right. place, yeah, or yeah. thing. It's that's a, right. You know, hell, you, you know. black, you Black Lives Matter. Right. So, right. so, so when it's time to set it off, hell, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> hell, you black, ag. Okay. There All you right. Go. So that yeah. so that's what's up with Black Lives Matter. So then, of course, you had the Antifa guys. You know, the anti-fascist or whatever it's supposed to be, anti-whatever. But also what they don't talk about is those other cats that was mixed in in yeah, the crowd. Yeah, okay. they got a, they got a yeah. pass, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. got a pass. Now, if you notice a lot of that stuff, you know, all of a sudden, uh, big, big pallets of bricks appearing out of nowhere. You know, ain't no construction going on. You know, where the bricks come from? Uh, where this guy walking down the street, busting windows out, uh, breaking windows and then throwing explosive or incinerating devices inside the building, setting them on fire, and then go walking off into the sunset. You know, he move away from the crowd and try to blend in with the surroundings. And then, of course, you got the guys. Uh, you know, you know they call them uh, boogie boys, bog boys, whatever the hell they call themselves. But you know, they they claim, oh yeah, we out here pro- protecting. Uh, or we we here to help protect the BLM folks, but the reality is, if you look at the what's really up with those cats, man, them be, be the last guys you want out there mixed in with the crowd because right. you know supposedly and like just say supposedly their intent because they did end up killing some police officers and some federal protective service guys. Uh, they were killed by those some of the guys who were uh, members and they came out and, and report. So it might it wasn't no rumor. It actually came out because yeah, they arrested the some West of these Coast. guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, so the intent is I'm sure their intent was okay if we if we uh you know direct some energy, some of this negative energy in the form of or we start shooting at these law enforcement guys or these uh, officials out here, you know, every action is going to have a reaction. So yeah. now when the guys decide, the law enforcement guys decide to, okay, well, we got people shooting at us. Now we shoot back or whatever they do. So they're they're going to be shooting into the crowd. They're going to be shooting uh, innocent people going to get killed or hurt. So that's going to cause a reaction. So basically it's kind of like this is how we could, in a in an undercover way, 
initiate agent provocateur exactly agent provocateur exactly that is the term we're gonna blend in with the crowd acting like we're part of y'all but in reality we y'all biggest enemy we're gonna fire on these law enforcement guys or these uh, national guard soldiers out here in return they're gonna fire on y'all and this is going to get us started because this is what we want you know and then when the bullets start flying we're gonna cross the line and get on the side that which we really wanted to be on which is exactly. sitting back at child cats you know? <laughs> exactly. you know, we're going to link up with law enforcement you know we're going to become the law <laughs> exactly. enforcement and yeah man so that's that's what's going on and i mean you know secretly overt covert you know that's the end game you know it's uh it's to try to get something going that will probably result in some type of civil war or race war and uh and i really think you know with the uh current climate you know, we are, we're headed in that direction coming up yeah, to like November. You said, oh, yeah. Like you said, it's a perfect storm, man. You got economic anxiety, you know, people out of work, people on un- unprecedented unemployment, you exactly. know, being claimed. Um, people just with, you know, the idle mind being the devil's workshop. Too many people just, you know, not doing anything right now. And, and uh, you know, rather they lost their job and they're at home, you know, just different. Or, they're you know, they're they're in a, they're in a work, um, an occupation where, you know, you got to stay home. You're right. You're a non-essential per worker or what have exactly. you. You got to stay home. You know, so it's a lot of time for people to just get online and just just absorb, observe, just take in negative news all day. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it and then you got, like you said, you got the COVID thing. People are frustrated behind that because now you don't even have an opportunity to go out and, and work out some of that frustration. You know what I mean? You can't even really go out and have fun in some of the public spaces that you used to be able to go have fun at. People can't go to the mall and enjoy themselves at the mall right now. You can't go to the beach out here on the West Coast, at least. You can't go to the beach and enjoy yourself. You know, you can't go bowling. There's just nothing that you can really do right now, man. Exactly. You're getting frustrated. As a matter of fact, you're starting to hear more stories of violence with people just getting pissed off that they got to wear masks. Oh, yeah. When they go oh, inside yeah. of these stores, man, I heard somebody else just got killed not too long ago, a couple of days ago, um, after being asked to wear a mask inside of the store. They pull out a knife and start stabbing the person, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, people are losing their damn minds, man. And, 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 you know, our government doesn't help, unfortunate. I mean, because uh-huh. there's no uh, centralized policy putting out, being put out as a whole to the country. So basically what you have is everybody doing their own thing. Uh, you know, there, there is this push to open up the country back up. And then now you see more cases, uh, increased cases, because they never really had a good handle on testing to really see what was really going on in the first place with this COVID. So now, once again, you got people talking about the country is going to shut down again. Well, you had people who who've been out of work since uh, February, and March yep. and, and ain't going back to work. So when you when you got uh, I got a loss of job, I got a loss of income. I cannot take care of my family. I cannot take care of myself. You got these folks out here raising hell. You know, you got these people with these picked up frustration. And uh, and like you said nowhere to release. I can't go to the gym. I can't relax. I can't go to the bar. I can't go to the restaurant and just get some of that bit, that tension out, man. They, they putting it in the streets. Oh. And, uh, and, and so, uh, that, that's when I say that social unrest, that's that aspect of it. But then of course, somebody got to be responsible. So now that's when we get to the finger pointing. 
Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. these Black Lives Matter cats out here blowing up <laughs> shit and burning up shit and tearing up, you know, doing all this. So now we're pointing the finger at them. So now you got them guys who've been sitting back. Uh, hey, like they've been sitting back for a while. <laughs> I said, yeah, <laughs> man, we've been waiting for this day to come. Shit, oh, what yeah. you think them years of training and all that food we've been stockpiling and <laughs> on the weekends playing GI Joe and acting like we're in the military and bringing yeah. these former military special ops guys in to train us. It's time to put that stuff to work, you know? So uh, see if this stuff works. Yeah, yeah. they, they want to see. They, they, uh, uh-huh. I mean, because you look at the comments, Mario, and I'm telling you, man, them, some of them comments on some of those videos, you can see it's, uh, you know, we call them uh, computer warriors, but some of them uh-huh. ain't no computer warriors. Some of them cats legit. They like yeah. saying, hey, you know, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for the green light. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so I, I really think, and of, of course, you know, we as a community, you know, I'm not going to sit back. I don't give a damn what color you is. I'm not going to sit back and let you harm me or my family and not put up some kind of fight. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I think anyone who cares about or ain't got any kind of respect for themselves and, and care about the people they love and care about, you're going to have the same attitude. So when you bring those forces together, and you got these people who said what they intentionally plan on doing, and you got this other group on the other side saying, "No, nah, that shit ain't gonna happen like that, not here." <laughs> you know, uh, hey, hey, like I'm saying, that, 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 ain't hey, gonna be my, no victims over no, here. Ain't We are not about, going to a second no, location. No, no, you we know, ain't we, no bow not, down, bro. <laughs> you know, you know, they, them old folks used to say, and I'm old, so I'm gonna say this, but I do remember people older than me used to say this all the time. They used to say, "You got to bring some ass to get some ass." You gotta bring ass to get ass. You gotta bring some ass to get some ass. And what that means is don't come to a gunfight and not expect to get shot. You know? There you go. Uh right. because that's what it is. Yeah, I know. And I remember I, hearing uh oh go ahead, go ahead, bro. Uh, but you know, but people are expressing that, and that's what it is. And that's what's catching people off guard because they ain't they ain't used to seeing this kind of formation with Jay and these folks. Yeah, I mean, you know, people have been forming up. We, I mean, we got, you know, we got groups all over the place, but not, but you haven't seen something on that scale as far as that side at one time. And I think that's what really shocked them, you know, shocked a lot. Especially at a relatively short period of time. Right, right. Get that many people together in one place like that and then do that march, man. That was a beautiful thing to see. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Because there's a a level of discipline that it takes to be able to pull something like that off. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and I don't know how long the, the march was. But um, it's definitely something that not just anybody can get up and go do. You know, it takes some discipline and some coordination to oh, be yeah. able to do that. Oh, yeah, man. for so sure. For sure. That's a beautiful thing. So um, and that's just the things that you can see, you know, mm-hmm. because, I, you know, I, you already know what end of the spectrum I come from, you know, with my right. background. Oh, yeah. Is. And, oh, yeah. No doubt. So a lot of people, a lot of dudes that, that come from that street life, they talking. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of conversations amongst people that, you know, wouldn't have spoken to each other not that right, long ago. Right, right. You know, you know and, yeah. And, yeah. Those are those hey, those are some conversations that need to happen too. Absolutely. Oh, Should have yeah. been happening. Oh hell but, yeah. But you know, be that as it may, they're they're happening. Mm-hmm. And the topic of the conversation is about getting together and making sure that, you know, if the call goes out that certain numbers of people gonna come together and, and protect the community like we mm-hmm. supposed to have been doing. Oh you yeah. Know, you spend a certain amount of time tearing up the community it's time to give back and 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 protect it you know what i'm saying which is what the original purpose is supposed to have been all about 
Right. And, 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 um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, no, you sorry. go ahead. Bro. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead. I'll, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so that's 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 really what it's all about, man. So, you know, I've been talking with a lot of a lot of people in my age group. You know, I'm in my 40s. But then I talk to some people that are that are younger, you know, 19, 20 that's out there living that life, man. And, and, and everybody's on the same page. You know, it's just like, all right, if it's on, it's on. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's make it happen. Now, what I would love to see is to be able to get some brothers together and and do some type of training and coordination together. I mean, I know, you know, we got all the we got everybody's numbers and things like we know how to get in touch. But I would like to see some people coming together and uh, doing some type of training together. You know what I'm saying? But that's just that's a long term goal for me. I want to try to make that happen. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, but you know what's interesting, man, is we got some brothers, man, that, that you know, from my neighborhood, they got some of them were in the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I, mean, know? I, mean, I mean, you know, I mean, to see the thing about it is, you know, uh, you don't see a lot. I mean, I'm mil- former military, you know, 25 years in the military. I mean, you know, no shitload of cats like me. Uh, and, uh, and, and I'm sure likewise, like yourself. But the thing is, you know, we ain't, you know. We ain't out there, you know, you know, making a whole lot of noise uh, right. or, or, or or really having a platform to talk about this, talk about that. Some people do a, do what they do because they just enjoy doing it and not and not really uh, to try to create an audience or whatever. But there and is everybody lot- don't need to know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm one of them guys who believe in some, uh, you know, they <laughs> say real killers move in silence, you know, you that go. kind of stuff, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, because to me, the cat who making the most noise, he, he probably the guy who's the biggest, he, he probably scared. The scared, yeah. He, 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 he think he's going to bluff you out of doing yeah. something because right. he talking loud, they're going to intimidate you by the big, loud voice. You know, making a whole lot of noise. But to me, the cat you need to be looking at is that cat in the corner who ain't saying nothing because he yeah. already know what he's going to do. He don't need to talk exactly. about it. He just going to exactly. do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but as far as coming together, training. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because it's not I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we mm-hmm. should be doing that. I mean, other folks are doing that. I mean, uh, I, I've lived around different communities and they all have their own little programs where they have uh, things in place to protect their communities. And that's, and that's really what it's about. You know, it's not saying, okay, hell, you, you know, you, you create an organization that's going out randomly targeting folks or shooting them or hurting them or whatever. No, you need to have organizations in place with people who are, who have been trained, they're equipped, they're trained and and they understand their role, the what the role they play, but the purpose is to defend and protect what's yours. You know, your family, your loved ones, your community. You and and I mean, everybody has that inherited right. And I'm gonna say this: you notice when uh, when some of the uh, the protesters are moving through some of those suburb suburb neighborhoods. I'm sure you've seen those videos. Where you had them, uh, the white cats lined up along them fences. All of them had oh, yeah. AR rifles and shit like that. You know, I mean, they they were exercising their right to defend their property and their and and you know and their community mm-hmm. if they needed to. I mean, they they were showing hey they, what time it is. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, uh, luckily ain't nothing violent take place. Nobody got shot or these. I didn't hear about it, but what they were doing was defending their community and their property, their families, their loved ones from what they perceived to be a threat. Even though it may not have been a threat, but they perceived it to be a threat. We have the right to do the exact same thing. 
And that and that's what it's all about. We have that exact same right. And I always say this, man, especially if you're a young man or a man and you're starting a family, I think your primary responsibility is those that are in your house, under your roof, under your protection, man, you, you it, it's almost irresponsible of you if you don't have certain procedures or things in place to take care and protect your family, man. You know, I, I, I sometimes it, it just baffles me to think that there are actually people running around out there with a wife and kids and men. I'm speaking of, you know, I'm speaking to some exactly. of the men. Mm-hmm. You're running around with a wife and children, but then you don't have any means to really protect them from from any type of threat. And now, now some people will say, you know, that's 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 uh, having a negative outlook. That's being paranoid. I mean, but everything has a has a small element of paranoia with a small P. Right. I mean, we wear our safety belts. Right. That's out of right. Caution just in case we get in an accident. None of us mm-hmm. want to go out and get into a car accident, but we put those safety belts on just in case. Right. That's right. That's right. Lock our doors and we lock our windows just in case, right? We don't exactly. want to have, you know, otherwise, why have those features attached to your house? Why have locks on doors and windows? So I think, you know, having things to protect your family should also be considered in that in that mix, man. But, um, you know, there's a there's a group of people out there that uh, they are dead set against that, man. And it, it just I don't get it. Like if you just if it's just you by yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. But, you know, if you got a wife and kids, man, I, I just I can't. And I had a conversation with somebody and I'm not going to put them on blast. But, you know, somebody that's that's close to my family, <laughs> a young man get got married and they have a kid. the wife wants to, you know, get a couple of hammers in the house and things like that, you know, to protect themselves. They out they live out in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, she doesn't mind having, you know, a gun and things like that. But it's the husband that's like, nah, I don't want that stuff in my house, this, that, and the other. I don't, you get it taken away from you and used against you and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, she don't want to go against her husband, but right. she's like, look, you going at work. I'm here alone with the baby. You know, I don't feel comfortable not having something in here to protect myself. You know what I'm right. saying? So, you know, they're going through that fight now. So to me, you know, whoever that man is, as a man, you know, as not only are you a provider, but you're also supposed to be the protector. And uh, and to me, you neglecting that responsibility. I mean, because, it, you're, you know, you're living in a damn fairy tale world, you know, because uh, the bottom line is if something happened, you know, you rely on 911 or somebody else to come to the defense of your family, you know. So you neglected the first law of, of nature, which is self-preservation, you know. And, and when you talk about firearms and different things that you may have that will help you protect your family. Those are tools. And just like any tool, you want to use that tool when you need to use that tool. So having a firearm or having multiple firearms uh, with people who have been trained on using those firearms, all of those are defensive tools. Because if you're looking at it in any other way, oh, yeah, somebody might take it and use it on, 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 uh, on you. Uh, so he's telling his wife not to have the firearm. Okay, so what happens when somebody's kicking in the house, kicking in the door, or doing whatever, and you're not there? Matter of fact, what happens if you you are there and they take something and knock your butt out? And, right. and now, now you know your your family is left helpless to try to defend themselves, to protect themselves when they could have had a few tools that might have helped facilitate their survival. So 
It's uh no, I would never tell nobody no crazy mess like that. No, <laughs> well, it, I can tell you this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a reason why all these cats who ain't never owned a firearm in their life are getting out, them now. So I'm getting them right now. <laughs> you know what I'm they saying? Hell, yeah. ask them why they getting them. Whoever the cats <laughs> is don't think they need one. Ask them why they think they why these yeah. other cats think they need one. My, you know, my boy, because there's my a reason. Boy. Yeah, man. My boy Jonathan and them over there at Redstone Firearms and uh, out there in Burbank, California, man, they got lines wrapping around the building right now. Mm-hmm. First time gun owner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so heck yeah. Heck yeah. It's, it's serious. We having ammo shortages. We having oh, man, uh, for real. gun shortages. I mean, it's real out here right now, man. And I'm telling you, I think I, I, we, I, we said this before, like uh, when we did our first conversation. And I told you, I, I made that comment. I said, where I went to a gun store in my hometown and they had a president of President Obama. And mm-hmm. they said when President Obama got elected, that was like the best thing that ever happened to uh, gun sales. Right. You know, I think what's going on right now has exceeded now is the that. Best thing. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they done, they done bypassed that. You know, they done oh, exceeded yeah. those numbers because you can't even find stuff, you know, period. No. Uh, Not even ammo. Like, uh, I mean, for real. It's it's tough right now, man. It just kind of makes you wonder too. Like, how the hell is there ammo shortages? Like, <laughs> because even... people people are hoarding that stuff, man. I They're mean, hoarding when it, it, yeah. as soon as it comes in, they buy it up. You know, they say they doing okay, it like the toilet paper, huh? Yeah, like the toilet right. paper exactly. at the beginning of COVID. Don't they? <laughs> exactly. But I'm gonna yeah. tell you what, because here's the deal. Because when when the shit hit the fan, should it hit the fan? But when that when the shit shit hit the fan, if you ain't and this is where that saying. Uh, if you stay ready, you ain't got to yeah, get gotta ready. You got to get ready. When it uh, when it hit the fan, bro, whatever you have is what you got, mm-hmm. you know. And when it's gone, it's gone, you know. Yeah. Uh, at that point, if you thought, okay, well, I got two magazines and a box of fifty rounds, <laughs> shit. All right, you done <laughs> shot that shit out. <laughs> you shot that out in right. the first ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. <laughs> and, the, and the battle just started. But um, mm-hmm. hey, you hey, it's, it's a wrap for you, you know. But yeah. all, you know that, that that whatever you got, those are just uh, overpriced paperweights at that point, you know. So uh, yeah, it's crazy. But we create that, you know. I mean that that uh, is just like the stock market, you know. How they able to raise the price? Well, all, all of a sudden you got this stock to sell it for a dollar twenty a share, and now the next tomorrow is is uh, is selling for twenty dollars a share. Well, you know, people are projecting that energy out there. You know, it's based on what other people are thinking is going to happen. And that, that, that raises that, that cost of that share of stock up. And so the same thing with, this, uh, with uh, our, our firearms, our ammunition, our food. You know, people are projecting a food shortage. It's not, and it's not uh, because ain't nobody growing no food. It's because people ain't out there you know, they're sick. They're not able to pick it. They're not able to pack it. People they're not hoarding. able to ship it. You know, so stuff like that. So it becomes a, a self-created food shortage. So people start hoarding food. People start hoarding water. People start hoarding ammunition, anticipating what's to come. It may not come at all, but in anticipation, it's what, where we're at right now. And that's what people are doing in this preparation game. They're that's anticipating something is getting ready to take place here in our country 
uh, within the next couple months leading up to the election. So people are getting prepared. Yep. That's a great analogy to the stock market. That's exactly how mm-hmm. stock markets get manipulated. All that speculation. And yeah, speculation. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. For sure. So and, and that's what I was saying. I, I know I have the last time we had this conversation when we were talking about um, practicing your Second Amendment rights and things like that. I had a couple of people asking me, what do they do in cities where they make it extra difficult for you to own a firearm like New York? I had no idea. I'm from Cali, man. So you know what the how the laws are out here. Mm-hmm. Apparently we ain't got nothing on New York, man. Like that, <laughs> that lie, yeah. they situation is is wild, man. So I mean, they got they got certain things where like they, it's hard for them to even really just go out and buy pepper spray. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they got to go to like a, a what is it like a licensed dealer in mm-hmm. order to buy pepper spray and all this kind of stuff. It's like like out here, you can get pepper spray anywhere. You can go into Walmart and get pepper spray or oh, Target yeah. or whatever. But. And uh, same thing here. And uh, that's why, you know, yeah, some people are at a disadvantage where they live based on the gun laws or whatever, you know, and uh, and that's why it's important that, you know, if you're moving in and out of certain states and you are carrying a firearm, you need to know that those laws for that state. Now, I I might be okay here in Georgia. And now I didn't popped up in New York and I, I had a firearm checked in my carry bag. And now I done got to the airport and got to where I was going to take the gun out. And and for some reason, I done got stopped. Now I'm going to jail for having that oh, firearm. For a long you know? time. Too. Oh, for they a long play. time. So, so yeah, you, you have to know the, uh, the, the rules and regulations or the, as far as for that, for your particular states or where you're located at. Uh, some people are at a disadvantage, like you said, as far as their ability to be able to, purchase legally purchase and i say legally legally purchase and and own firearms because it's just a whole lot of red tape they got to go through uh but yeah i would tell you if i lived in new york and and please y'all in the audience don't don't take my advice this is not me telling you to do nothing i'm not giving you no advice to do anything I'm just speaking for me personally, man. It would be very tempting for me to go ahead and and, and have something uh, extra legally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's that old saying, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Right, And right. Uh, better to be judged by 12 than carried, carried by, by six. six. I, oh, I can't yeah. even imagine being a husband and a father of three not having the, the, the means to protect myself and my family. Like, yes. I, I just... I couldn't imagine it, uh, especially due to to a lot of red tape and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, legal obstacles that are purposely put in your way to make it difficult for you to practice your Second Amendment rights. As a matter of fact, I would almost say I, I would almost suggest that you need to get out of there. To be perfectly honest with you, man, like and and, and because I'm looking at it as a family man now. If it's just mm-hmm. you and your wife or just yourself. Maybe you could look at it a little differently. But if I have a family, I'd have to seriously consider getting out of a place where I can't protect that family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm confident in my hands and all that. But everybody ain't they ain't fist fighting out here, man. Oh, no. Heck no. They're you know what I mean? Bullets. Like these these dudes ain't playing out here in these streets, right. man. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you see this spike in violence. And that's another conversation we're going to get into in this in this talk. This uh this sudden magical spike in violence that we've seen in, in every city across the country ever since we've had these protests and the police have sort of been backing off. Now, all of a sudden, you have these unprecedented levels of shootings that, you know, we haven't seen since the 90s, you know, whether it's in Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta, 
Chicago, you know, they all Chicago's always in the news with, with right. off the hook violence. But um, it just seems like everywhere now, simultaneously, it's just all just gone to hell. Oh, so yeah. That's another thing we're going to have to get into. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good. <laughs>